0: This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast coming to Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, for what is your post-game edition of Locked On Browns. After a 38-24 loss out in Arizona, against the Arizona Cardinals. From SI.com, this is Brown Maven, Brown's Maven, your host here, Jeff Lloyd. Appreciate you all as we're going to sit down and break some bread here, talk in the game. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the daily delivery of all things Cleveland Brown-wise here on Locked on Browns. Pete, uh, look, I mean, you know, you had kind of been here. I was still trying to hold out hope. Um, And you look at this, uh, you know, a lot of it before today looked like it was week 16 was, you know, kind of going to be the make or break. Um, But you get where you're at today. And, you know, just and we spoke about this, you know, playing a team like the Cardinals, the way they run the ball, you needed to be disciplined. And the other thing is, is you kind of needed guys who have camaraderie together. You didn't get that today when you're playing second and third stringers and the discipline wasn't there the tackling wasn't there the offense you know I'd say maybe would have done enough to win against a bad team uh but still you know that's that's nothing to take home and put on the trophy case disappointing effort uh and if anything it's only created more questions and less answers
1: uh, the defense started out the game with Chad Thomas as a stand-up and Eli Anku at nose and Brian uh, Cox, Jr. as your defensive end, um, and it went downhill from there. Uh, they're just defensively, they're sort of out of guys. They have a couple guys that you know they're, they're trying to develop and, and they're doing some things, but overall they're just, you know, they they don't have the guys they need out there other than basically, like, Joe Schobert and Denzel Ward, and Denzel Ward missed part of the game with uh, getting his ankle checked out. Um, Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi is not an entire defensive line, um, and, they, you know, they have their own issues. Uh, offensively, you know, they can do some things, but they don't do it consistently, and there's too many... Uh, Mistakes, unforced errors in this one, you know, drops, the, the bad interception, a couple of bad reads um, by Baker Mayfield. I mean, the one thing they they consistently do well is run that wide zone with with Nick Chubb, where they basically, you know, they widen out their guards in their center, and they they you know their tackles hurt largely. um, almost ancillary at that point, and Nick Chubb has a bunch of space, and you can just sort of uh, operate as he operates. You've got basically what amounts to be your you know, three of your best players on the team with, with Treader, Petonio, and Chubb there, and, and they were really impressive on that, and, and, and Chubb is, you know, continues to be outstanding. But uh, there's nothing else on this roster right now that you can't uh, criticize heavily uh and the, the coaching uh, it has its own issues and then you get from there and uh they, very little right now where you can say man you know this is this thing you have on the team and it's not like I you know, it, 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 as it comes to Baker Mayfield I, I, I firmly believe he's the right guy and all those things but they're not playing well they need to be doing better on those things and uh when they aren't playing consistent football and they give up uh, turnovers and they and they give up easy opportunities like they did, and their defense gets basically boat-raced by an Arizona team that you know showed they had uh, usually the personnel to just, just this this team. I mean, they basically just they basically just found where Joe Schobert was and went away from him to to sort of isolate some of these other guys like Matt Wilson, like uh, Porter Gustin, like Marish Randall, and a few of those things, and you know, basically allowed the Browns to kill themselves, really. Um, you know, they had an opportunity to, to, to go from 14-0 to, to, you know, to tie it up. And, you know, they, they, they sort of wasted it to settle for a field goal. And it felt like when they didn't capitalize on that, they were just constantly sort of chasing from there on uh, the rest of the way. And they weren't making up any ground throughout the day. and you know it's disappointing from the standpoint that they put themselves in the hole they did it's disappointing that they you know they, they they always seem to have one surge in them, and then when that surge doesn't fail a lot of times they just don't have enough and that's they, they they were more or less out of gas by the end of it i you know i know there's a lot of people talking about you know did the team quit i don't think the team quit i think the randall quit i think there are some players on this team that are uh, more than ready to go, but uh, overall, I mean, I still see, uh, you know, Justin Burris plays that, uh, he doesn't want really get away, um, and some of those other guys were really impressive, impressive, like Nick Chubb doesn't quit. The, the line they had out there didn't quit. They have a lot of guys who are, who are, you know, giving everything they got. They just, A, don't have enough of those, and then, B, uh, they, they just out of players, what's left.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, that defensive line, I mean, it's it's decimated. Um, we've talked, you know, for a couple of weeks now where you're down to, you know, players that you you know wanted on your team in your building so you can get a look at them in 2020. And now they're playing meaningful reps, which you never intended for it to be the case, you know, this year. And, you know, it, it, they're showing some words. And, you know, it just, it's just not a good look, you know, and I agree with you on the surges, like, they just, and the thing is, like, you see they all feel it within the moment, and then once, like, the slightest thing goes wrong, it's almost like, oh, all right, well, it's this little juice we had over. Uh, I mean, the fourteen ten. the only thing, I mean, that really bothered me is, you know, you know, you're a good team, you get points off a turnover, that's fine, but, you know, it, it feels so much like settling when they go to kick a field goal, because you you know is never going to be enough, you know they, they, it's that they kind of got to be seven and and this one, I, I'm not going to give Freddie a hard time on this one, Pete. The, the Seibert missed field goal, it's the right move. I mean it's not like you were really, really close where you were going to break their backs because they were going to have the ball, you know inside the one. you know you take the field goal there. I mean, Seibert, to his defense, who's had a really good year. Sadly, a bad time for a miss, but that was the right call.
1: Uh, I wish they would have gone for it. Uh, I think it, it so much of that is about mentality, uh, to me. I think it's it's sort of the tone you want to set. But you know, they made the choice they did. And you have to, you have to make the kick, and he didn't. And it's not; it wasn't it wasn't a short kick. But you know, it's this it it day and age, you're just sort of expected to make all of them. So that would have dropped it down to one score. And you can make the argument if you want but that uh, would have had them in position to sort of come back. And, and you know, again, I, I don't really hate It's not I don't hate the call. I just wouldn't have made the call. Um, you know, they they ran the uh, shovel pass, which I, you know, I didn't hate that call either. You First know, time it's again, ever been not, stopped. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that angle. There's, again, I w- not the call I would have made, but they've been using that orbit motion with Kareem Hunt to great effect most of the game to create a numbers advantage. And, you know, it has largely worked. It, it, when Landry threw it backwards, that sort of made it. Uh, yeah,
0: that was uh, like, a, that was definitely a WTF moment. And even Baker, like, dude, why, if anybody, why are you giving it to me?
1: Yeah, it, you know that's where it sort of felt like they took it out of field goal range, I guess, but or out, out of uh, going for it range. But there are certain things like, you know, people get very upset about how many times Nick Chubb touches the ball, and and I understand it in the moment. And you're sitting there, sort of going, "You got this horse, you want to ride it?" And Nick Chubb had 20 touches. You know, he had. He can't touches.
0: carry it 30 times a week. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, he he had. 20 touches for a a total of 148 yards. And look, I I, I can, again, I can sympathize with the notion that you've got this guy and you want to ride him, but I I can't hate the notion that Freddie Kitchens is like, look, I, I, you know, he's already leading the league in touches. I don't want to run this guy into the ground, you know, potentially for nothing. Like if they don't, if they, let's say they, they, Let's say they 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 somehow managed to get their way to you know nine and seven, and and, and it took running Chubb forty you know forty touches a game to get there, and they still fall short of the playoffs. Like what, what is the, what is the point at that at that at that spot? So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's uh yeah you know, he had a lot of touches he had a you know a lot of games. the guy who i wish was better is kareem hunt as a runner and 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 i think some of this is some of the the uh, um the counter i don't think they're very good at running those counters with him, but he had four carries for fourteen yards now he's got a hell of a job as a receiver. Uh, you know he had 62 yards today, which was very good, and on nine targets, no less. Like they they really had that going. But just running the ball, and and I think this is true since Hunt got back is I I think he's been a pretty un- underwhelming runner. Um and and I think that's part of the problem is you need Chubb to do all of the running, and you're not getting anything else out of that. So then it feels like you're passing all the time because you essentially are, even though some of their passes are basically just extensions of the run. Like they ran a couple swing passes to, to hunt out of the backfield. Those are runs in, in all, you know, all reality. And they, they did a couple other passes like that on screen type stuff, which didn't get blocked very well. The Damian Ratley thing, for example, you you would think that that's not really, it's a pass, but it's not really a pass. You think of that as an extension of the running game. So, you know, it's one of those damned if you do damned if you don't type situations. So, I, I, again i understand the frustration but i don't think it's necessarily realistic to say hey we've got this guy let's run him to the ground the last thing you want to do is you know you actually do get you know god willing figure this thing out and you want nick chubb to be a part of it you don't want him to suddenly you don't you don't want him to become what has gone on in L with the rams at this point you don't and and, and different situation a little bit but has had a major knee injury. You don't want him to be in a situation where he's getting injured in these things. And suddenly you, you get to that point where you're thinking, man, they can compete in all these things. And then he's not himself, which is what is happening to the Rams right now. They were all set up. They thought they were going to be great. And now they've had to, you know, pull back on what they've done with Todd Gurley. And now they're at significant risk of missing the playoffs with this stacked team. And now they're going to have to make some hard choices.
0: And obviously, you know, you talk about a team like the Rams where, you know, they're not going to have much cap flexibility. Um, I, I, I just want to sk- give this here. Nick Chubb is probably the highlight of covering this team right now. Um, he's the same even keel dude, up 20, down 20. The professionalism that this guy goes to his task and his craft with day in, day out is what anybody, any adult should choose to do. He is an absolute joy to watch. He's an absolute joy to cover. He his attention to detail. Uh, the fact that he's you know quick, athletic, fast, strong, tough. There, there are not enough superlatives you know in the word of day freaking you know to the, the the word of day dictionary to describe what this guy is. The, the Browns should be thankful as hell they have him. But you know, look, you can't go this. 375 to 400 carry route. And we can't always just say. And the other thing is, when you get down by two scores, you can't just say, well, give it to Nick, give it to Nick, give it to Nick. I mean, look, eventually people are just going to sell the hell out and it's going to be 10, 11 in the box. In Arizona, there were even times where they were doing that. And Nick is still good enough where he can combat that. He's just an absolute joy to watch, pleasure to cover. He's the type of guy you'd like to have 53 of them spread out every different position, shows up does what is asked of him, does his job. Fantastic player. There's just not enough superlatives in the world for a player like Nick Chubb. Pete's going to hit you with a blue chew here. We'll get to some more here on your postgame. Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith.
1: Well, along those lines with with Nick Chubb, uh, some of that was, uh, you know, teed up by Baker Mayfield sort of setting up those runs uh, with some good uh, audibles and speaking of good audibles, uh, check out the folks at Blue Chew. Uh, that's blue, like the color blue. Uh, the blue Chew has the same active ingredients as uh, products like Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Uh, it's chewable and can work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can take it. Uh, you can take it on a full stomach and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, getting a prescription is easy and shipping is is discreet. Uh, you can put in the Put in locked on the promo code, and uh, they can make it easier uh, for you to uh, make the spouse happy, so they can make you happy.
0: It may be uh, look. We had talked about this. Um, you know, obviously the holiday season, and once the bills start rolling in for the gifts, can make you blue. Obviously a Sunday like today can make you blue. Do a little something to get the old Evan Rude cranking, so to speak. Thanks for, to the fine folks over at Blue Chew. Pete, we've advocated. We've advocated and, you know, don't want to redo it. Don't want to start over again. And what had been said was, you know, win out. Let's not have any collapses down the stretch. Let the chips fall where they may. Does today count as a collapse? Uh, You know, Jarvis obviously with, and I'm sure he wasn't making sure, you know, Freddie, you know, make sure he had his Christmas shopping done in that exchange. Is this over?
1: Well, to be clear, I've I've been pretty open minded on on the whole coaching thing. I you know I've been sympathetic to the idea of running it back uh, for a number of reasons. And and the answer, my honest feeling is, that I don't know what the right answer is because I think the problems go much deeper than that. That doesn't mean you keep kitchens uh if you don't believe he's the right guy and say well there's a lot of things wrong i mean that's certainly not not the right answer either uh i do like some of his uh assistants i still like steve wilkes a bunch bunch of people are just uh very upset apparently that the idea of i like steve wilkes um i like james campen i think he's done a really good job i like uh i'm I'm thinking that people who are
0: against steve wilkes probably don't actually know who some of the players were that actually played today, but go ahead.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I don't like the, the assertion that he wasn't aggressive enough, like attacking Kyler Murray, they never got anywhere close. I mean, they sent guys and it was never close. Uh, So, you know, it just—it was just a bad situation. Um, look, I've thought all along, that, or I, I should say that since I wrote it, I, I thought the Browns would have their head coach figured out before the final whistle blows at the end of Week 17. I'm still inclined to believe uh, that's going to be the case. I'm inclined to believe that's not going to be Freddie Kitchens. I, I, I expect this is going to get back-channeled. And if they feel like they can make that push and get in, what they feel is an upgrade, then they will. If they can't, then they won't. Um, they may change things with Freddie Kitchens and company. They may, you know, do some, you know, make some hard decisions with that in terms of like play calling and and those things. But uh, I, again, it's just a. I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with where I'm at with Freddie Kitchens. My goal for the whole season was to feel like by the end of it, and we're obviously still two weeks away, um, that you know you feel like Freddie Kitchens is the man that can lead this team to a Super Bowl. I don't feel that way, um, no. and that's you know that's a problem. Um, I again, I, I, but but the fact is that like the the issues go deep enough where I'm not sure who would have come in and, and gave given that impression. But that doesn't again, that doesn't make it so that you, you don't make the move if if that's the best move for the organization. I wish I had more information um on the, uh, on some of this stuff. Uh there are a lot of things he does that I don't like. There are some things they do that I do like. You know, the, the, the whole the David DeJoku thing is fascinating to me because at the one on the one hand, you know, you'll get all these, uh, all these people saying, well, the Browns don't ha- hold anyone accountable. The Browns just this, that, and the other. And, you know, in this situation and it, with the Marius Randall and, in, in whatever context is, is true on that, um, they did. And, you know, m- mostly the criticism at this point is now, well, you know, those guys should be out there playing and it's, you know, largely Freddie's fault that they're dysfunctional. At some point, you know, these guys are adults and they have to be able to, you know, be accountable. So on the one hand, if you're saying the Browns need to hold people more accountable, it would seem like they're trying to do that. On the other hand, you know, you look at a guy like Antonio Calloway, who's never held accountable until he was finally let go. Uh, and, you know, that guy was never sort of deactivated for a game. Now, maybe that's you know, it got to a point where Freddie Kitchens is like oh, enough with this and may have, you know, used Antonio Callaway as a big example for it. But um, I guess I wish I, other than saying, you know, so-and-so head coach would have these guys, you know, behaving and playing great and never doing anything wrong and all these things. What I What I would like to know the answer to is. So insert coach you want on this team, whether it's, you know, if it's uh, Mike McCarthy, if it's Ron Rivera, if it's Raheem Morris, if it's Lincoln Riley, if it's whoever it is you, you, you think is the right man for the job, and, and this situation arises, what is the correct answer to what they're supposed to do? So when this situation comes up, uh, that, you know, and, and they act in a certain way, it's, you know, at that point, at least we have some understanding of what is sort of expected to be done. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the argument can be made that they made the right move with Najoku based on, you know, what you read about his, his stuff at practice and, and, and things of that nature. Um, but at the same point, you're unhappy with the product on the field. And I, I, I you know, you you're probably trying to say, well, if they're going to do this and the Browns come out and play really well, then he's going to look smart. And I think ultimately anything you do, is sort of you know solved if the Browns come out and play really well. But when you don't and you lose, then everything looks like a poor choice. So yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what the right answer is with the coaching staff. I don't feel good about much of anything going on with this organization right now, but I don't know that there's any one silver bullet that's gonna magically fix all of it. I think it's uh I think a, lo- a lot of people bear responsibility and they have to all sort of get figured out on, on, on where this team is supposed, supposed to go and what is expected of them.
0: Uh, there's no doubt about that. And the accountability is from the top of the building to the absolute bottom of the roster that has to seriously be addressed. And, you know, in you look at even Rashard Higgins and whatever his role in this and whatever happened. And, you know, if he did ask out, of playing versus Seattle. There are so many factors in this. And, and look, you know, John Dorsey as well, Freddie here. But in these situations, what normally happens? The head coach, that's the one. That's where you you start from. The biggest issue I have now about whether or not you can retain Freddie is you know, look, Jarvis for the most part this year, you know, today was you know a little bit, you know, blase as far as what you got from him, but for most of the season been humming pretty well and look I mean whatever that tiny little exchange was it speaks volumes but Jarvis and Odell it's you know that's a faction um you go on this entire season and there were flashes and maybe a quarter or two or a half where Baker looked like the guy we saw last year as a rookie uh you know basically representing a team that was 0-16 the season before. We've seen none of that, none of that this year. We have not seen nearly enough. I, I, I just don't know how you do it. And look, for the Steve Wilkes critics, look, we what I, Pete and I preached to you how much, how often about defensive line play. When you were now out there undermanned without Miles Garrett, without Olivier Vernon, which, you know, guess what? Nobody got near the quarterback today. Uh, guess who probably would have gotten near the quarterback today? Miles Garrett. Olivier Vernon, obviously different circumstances for both, but you're doing the best you can. Uh, you know, Port Augustine, still like. Brian Cox, these are street players. That is, that is what they were when you brought them in. You can't expect them to come in and do the jobs that the guys in front of them were doing. You cannot put this on Steve Wilkes, and I don't want to hear this development thing. There's only so much development you can do in a month, for God's sakes. Uh, You know, Joe Shobert. Look, Mac Wilson. The interception was nice today. You know, some activity. There's just not enough there at the linebacking core. Uh, This is one I want to get to, Pete. If Demarius Randall, who's got experience as safety and at cornerback, played that ball the way he should, it's never a question of whether or not it's, it's DPI. It's an interception in the end zone if he plays it like a defensive black, a defensive back who's had safety and cornerback experience. If he plays that correctly. That is an interception. It was a poorly thrown ball. Kirk needed to go through him to get it. Randall was wrong in how he played it, obviously, which led to the penalty and you know look, I knew I, I you know the officials this year and what's gone upstairs as far as pass interference or not, it's been shaky, but it was defensive pass interference where if he had just had his head on the ball, guess what? Kirk would have been trying to break the ball up from him. that's on Randall but I just don't know how now. Where at best you're looking eight and eight, and Baltimore's coming to town next week. So good luck with trying to achieve eight and eight. But if six doesn't look good, and you look, Odell will never know how hampered he truly was. But Odell never really truly looked, except for you know, blimpse of what Odell was supposed to look like, injury included. I, d- I just don't know how you run it. I just don't know how you can run this back. When Odell and Jarvis are connected, uh you know Baker it, he has not looked anything like what we saw during that you know close out to the season last year. I, I just think there's there's gonna be more qualified candidates who can come in here with experience and can fix the stupid b s nonsense that has gone on where it won't go on if you bring Freddie back, because he, I, I, I don't, I, I think he's just too far away from he Didn't learn enough here too far away from you know where he had been with his track record here. It seemed like a great idea. We championed for the cause. I, I just don't see the way anymore. This is going to work.
1: Well, uh, look, I mean, the, the leader of men thing is huge. It's a huge factor. And if you don't have that, it, you know, it, it, and I don't, you know, I don't know how big the, that particular issue with Landry is. Uh, uh, you know, Freddie already came out and basically addressed it and said he loves Landry and, you know, things happen and that sort. But if the calculation is made that, look, he just doesn't have that respective locker room or whatever, then yeah. I mean, that's sort of, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're, you're effectively hoping that you're going to get, you know, a, a, Reasonably solid coach out of someone who's not can to get there. It's, I don't think it's something you're going to magically come back from, um, and and all of a sudden these things work better. Uh, you know, I think I think that's that's a real challenge. I, I don't know, you know, what those particular players specifically think of of kitchens. Um, the the problem is like you you've you've had this with with Landry. You obviously had this in Miami um with him and then you know a couple weeks ago you know he left the locker room without you know appearing for the media afterward as did beckham and that's one of those things most average people don't care about media gets very uh, unhappy with that type of stuff um so you know that may be indicative of where what where they think this thing's going clearly they're no one's happy and and no they shouldn't be i mean you're not supposed to be six and eight with what you have um but uh it, 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 it all feels very convenient to blame it on Freddie. And, and I, I don't think you're doing that here, but I do think that a lot of people are doing that and thinking, well, if they get the right coach, whoever that is, it's all of a sudden going to be fixed. And I don't think that's realistic. I think there's more, more at work here than, than sort of people want to realize. And I think that starts with ownership. And I think that's also partly on the front office um, and their handling of things. Uh, and then it comes down to the coaching staff. I I do think a a good coach, the right coach, if if you want to call that, would help a great deal. Um, But I do think those other warts still have to be addressed if they're going to be a contender on a consistent basis because they can't have some of the things that are, you know, are happening with this team. You know, like just too many things feel just, genuinely debilitating, like, you know, something small, seemingly small happens, and it's just immediately, you know, they're, they're just down, and then they're out, and it's like, they can't, somehow they've got to, to figure out how to get through some of this stuff, they've got to be able to sort of develop some I don't even know if you you could, call, maybe it's just mental toughness, but whatever, but they've got to be able to figure out how to be more resilient than they are. And that goes beyond their play on the field. I think that's just who they are in general.
0: It's, it's been a huge issue. And the other thing is, is if it's always seemed this year, that if one tiny thing went their way, it was almost like everybody, like, like they viewed it literally like the, you know, the roof collapsed. And that should never be the case. And, you know, Again, it's it it's in these situations it, it it usually falls on the head coach and I guess that part is what it is. Um, we got more to get to here. Uh, you know, a couple more things here on your post game locked on Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith from BrownsMavenSI.com. Appreciate you all for following along here. The original original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory phones for quality sleep surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked on. I'm sorry, locked NFL and using locked NFL, L O C K E D NFL, all caps at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all the, all the other offers from our fantastic sponsors at lockdown slash offers. We appreciate Everything you guys do for us, guys, look, you know, any chance you can save some money, go ahead, check it out. Pete, now, I mean, look, there were some nice performances today. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, it's just, again, phenomenal to watch him here. But I do want to go back to this, and, and this is just another one here where this offense wasn't what it was last year, is, is Pete, there is no chunk plays in the passing game. There is none of it, and this is something now. Fourteen games through, and you know, look, I understand Odell's hampered, but I mean, we were talking about guys like he, last year, like Rashard Perriman and look, Antonio Callaway. Not, nothing was steamed deep, and you have enough talent here between Baker and between Joe and between Odell. That's okay if it's taken away. You now you can capitalize on the stuff underneath. Um, but there wasn't enough done underneath. But it's it's so weird. I, I'm almost uh, I the one stat I I want to go look for is you know 25 yard pl- plus plus pass plays because true ones that were thrown and obviously o- today Odell dropped one which obviously again on Odell but there's just so many factors here that made what was supposed to be a you know not allowed to use them in Madden Brown's offense where this thing never, ever came close to looking like what it was supposed to. Well,
1: you know, the first drive, they they did a lot of stuff that was short and it seemed like it was really effective, but they, and, and then later they had opportunities and they really just didn't take advantage. Uh, a lot of that was on Mayfield, but certainly the drop by Beckham didn't help. And then he misses and throws the one pick. Uh, they're just not, Executing, and I don't think it's the offense is necessarily saying, you know, we're not going to go down the field because I think there have been any number of situations where they could have and didn't. Um, but uh, they've they sort of I think a lot of this is uh, they've essentially relegated themselves to being the short passing game, uh, and I think some of that is what defenses are trying to take away. Um, I think they 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 feel like if you can you know keep them underneath is that they're going to be vulnerable. Uh, Clearly, I think, you know, the last thing they want to do is allow, you know, guys to get downfield and then create massive seams underneath for guys like Hunt and Chubb. But at the same time, you know, when you have those opportunities and and there was the third down that uh, Mayfield threw to Landry when he had Beckham going to the corner on that smash concept that would have been open, Uh, If he, if he waited for it and some of those things where you're sitting there going, like these are some some of the, like there's things where I think Baker Mayfield is getting better with some of the checks he made, but there are situations where he's just, he's whether it's not trusting it, not seeing it, whatever, he's just not doing it and needs to get better at it um, to make people feel better about what is going on with this offense. And obviously the results would be substantially better.
0: It's 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 been tough. Um and you know, look obviously a lot of hype put on in this team, and I think this team at times probably bought into it, never matriculated, and it's tough. And you know, you lose these games, these games that were literally automatic checkoffs. And you know, we talked about it this week. Arizona was gonna bring something different to the table. And and this is what really makes you nervous about going into the next week's game because they're doing it and they're doing it 10 times more personified with better talent in Baltimore. It's been tough. Uh, Pete, anything you need to close with here?
1: No, I, again, it's just, it would be very easy. To, like I would love there to be an easy solution where you go, if this thing gets fixed, they'll be fine. Um, I, I don't see that. I, I think the issue goes far deeper than that. I think it's there. There are more, things that have to get sorted out on that, Uh, they have talent. So it's not as if, you know, they, they, they are hopeless, but you know, if they don't get some of these things fixed uh, heading into this off season and in the off season, then they're not going to go anywhere. And that's really disappointing. But uh, if they can do those things, if they can get some of these things righted uh, and just get everybody on this going in the same direction, particularly, I think they will be fine. Um, but it's then it becomes a question of can they take a meaningful step forward?
0: Yeah, for me it's the you know I, I'm not too concerned about the long term. I think enough pieces are in place. It's it's going to be about what is you know the main ingredient and about you know who's in charge here. I don't know. Uh, look, I, we'll get your week's worth of shows and I we'll get all through it. Lots to break down here, but this has been uh, your Locked On Browns. Post game show. Uh, make sure you're following Pete over at, at Pete Smith underscore underscore uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, make sure you're following on Twitter at Browns Maven. Check out all the work about Browns Maven through si.com. Anything Browns wise, click on it. You're going to get to Pete and his staff and all their work here. All, all the work over there. Uh, the show itself, locked on Browns, all lowercase. DMs always open. Follow back account. You guys know that. Uh, good, bad, the ugly. Anything you want to talk about, you guys know you can feel free to message me over there. Uh, me personally at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd. DMs open over there. You guys know again, DMs open, talk, whatever. You know, any questions you got? I know a lot of you get Twitter shy. That's fine. Uh, for the block I received today, thank God, hallelujah. I cannot, I, I, the guy is a pain in my ass, and I am so finally glad it's over. My guess is it'll last about two days because I'm the only one that'll talk out to him. So he'll be back. I can wholeheartedly guarantee that one. Look, tough loss. Um, you, you hate with all the promise that went into this year that maybe now you have more questions about everything. It's probably not anything that any of us expected. It's probably not the ending of this story that any of us expected. I agree. I don't think any of us did. And it's it's tough. Um, but look, you're Browns fans. Um, you've been through hell worse. Uh the, the the future is bright here. It's just it's a couple of key ingredients. It really is about getting this right and getting it all on the same page. And then you go and throw in that fluky ass thing where, you know, the Miles incident, which nobody saw coming. There's been so many Weird things to this, but at the end of the day, we move forward to 20, and you carry that swagger, and who cares? You guys have thick skin. Skin is thick as hell. He has been through it all. Don't worry about it. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.